What's up, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It's a Monday night over on YouTube, July the 26th. We're rounding out July here on the Fantasy Football Smackdown with a mock draft episode. And with me, as always, my co-host of the podcast. You know him as Jake. Rip your heart out. I know him as the excellence of execution. What up, Jake? How you been, man? Thank you very much, studio audience. And thank you very much, Kyle, for that sweet intro. I've been fantastic. How you been, brother? Dude, doing a lot better now that we are officially kicking off this mock draft tonight, but looking forward to this all day. And we got two great guests with us from the Dynasty Warzone Network. Of course, you know him. I call him the godfather behind his back, but he's the host of the Dynasty Warzone. We got Memphis with us. Memphis. <laughs> what up, bro? I brought my own studio audience. His own audience. You brought That's my own audience. What, what else would you really- do? Not much, man. Listen, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm this is the time of the year where Dynasty is just chilling. You know, there's, you know, it's overreaction time. You see a story, you have to trade everybody. That's that's what we do. But I, I'm really excited to draft with you guys and uh, look at it from just a 2021 perspective. Yes, sir. And our fourth man of the evening, he has been killing it on the Rookie Rundown on Sunday nights here on the Warzone Network, dropping that podcast on Monday. You know him as the man, Dallas. Well, that's Dallas. <laughs> What up, Dallas? <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. This is a little bit of a shift for me, um, but it's going to prepare me quite nicely. I fought tooth and nail, not really, for the 10 spot in tonight's draft because there's only two redrafts that I do, and I unfortunately am drafting from the 10 spot in both. So it's going to be a fun little uh, exercise with you guys to show me exactly what's going on. Hey, that's awesome. And I like the fact that you're just you're using this. You're, uh, you're using this to your own benefit as well. So that's good to hear. Um, before we dive into too far here, Dallas, why don't you just share a little bit about what you're doing on the rundown? You're a little bit newer to the Warzone network, been been busy, been a busy uh, man these days, but been picking it up here uh, as far as the content goes. So why don't you just share a little bit of what you've been working on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for a majority of the summer, since I started going solo on the rundown, I was doing Oklahoma drill. So a lot of 1v1 prospect analysis for this rookie class in 2021, um, basically to tell you which slot receivers you should be focusing on, which big body wide receivers you should be focusing on, just positional comparisons of guys that actually fit the same profiles as opposed to comparing a guy that's 6'4 to a 5'9 Rondell or I guess 5'7 Rondell Moore sorry I give him a little bit more height than he actually has um, but that's what I was doing and now it's going to be sprinkling in more specific topics for the 2021 season as a whole that it's going to be helping redraft players as opposed to dynasty players we're kind of out of that little niche of these are the guys that are coming in for your rookie classes. Now these are the guys that you need to focus on putting into your lineups specifically. And then I'm going to be doing some kind of broader um, topics. I have a tight end podcast lined up with a pretty prominent guest from Sirius XM coming up here at the beginning of August that we're going to be going over tight ends, um, quite a bit of AFC North content as well. So you guys have that to look forward to here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. There you go. Just bringing it, bringing it, bringing it every single Monday or Sunday night, sorry, on uh, on YouTube. And of course, if you're subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone feed, wherever you listen to podcasts, that'll just be dropped right in there as well. And uh, it's a good listen. I've enjoyed it. Uh, definitely uh, is a fresh take on some rookie content. So appreciate what you're doing there. Uh, Memphis, what do we uh, what do we got lined up for the Warzone right now, man? Uh, well, for those that aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're missing out. Sunday night, Kyle jumped on with me. I'm going to be doing an episode of the Fantasy Fixer Upper on 
Wednesday with my man Stacy from our patron group. But because of that, you jumped on with me early. We broke down the NFC East from a dynasty perspective. That'll be a podcast on Friday. But again, if you're listening to everything Dynasty Warzone via YouTube, you get it early, and a lot of times there's a lot less commercials. So that's there's all the bonus right there. Our YouTube channel's not monetized, so you don't have to do that. And I tell you what, all of you guys are producing great content, but you ask, you ask Dallas what he's been doing. I'll tell you what Dallas has been doing. Who was styling out there like a champion, yeah? Every Sunday he's out there styling like a champion. Dude, the, the rookie content that he's been he's been doing, um, I mean, you guys are all doing great, but I, I see the downloads. People are really, really receptive to this, so make sure you're checking out the Rookie Rundown every Sunday on, sometimes every Sunday on YouTube, but definitely every Monday on podcast. And then me and Jerry, the old man of the, he's like the old man. He's like the old <laughs> man of the group. It's me and Jerry, the man of the hour and the man with the power. He and I will be back on YouTube tomorrow night. We'll be hitting a lot of these news stories and we'll be breaking down the AFC East. So that'll get us halfway through the league. All right. Awesome. And yeah, definitely check out that show a little bit later on this week that I hung out with Memphis. Uh, before I get it to Jake here, who selfishly took the 101 in our mock draft. So he is, he's got some tough decisions. He's, he's grinding away at the research, trying to figure out who he's going to take there. Uh, quick little update on where we're going to be at here with the SmackDown. We're wrapping up July here, like I mentioned, with a uh, half PPR, one QB, Mock draft. This is redraft 2021 values is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we got uh, the four of us and a few other Patreon members in the mock draft room. It's going to be shared. Uh, the the draft board is going to be on the YouTube screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, like Memphis said, there's a lot of benefits, including especially on these mock draft episodes. Before we dive into the mock draft, just want to remind you guys to continue to subscribe because we are going to be killing it on the content in the month of August. Here at the SmackDown, we're going to be rolling out a very fun format uh, with our positional preview, something a little bit unique you can't find anywhere else. So we're going to get you prepared for those redrafts that are going to be coming up here real soon. And then starting uh, not this upcoming Wednesday, but the first Wednesday in August, we're going to be dropping live Q&A shows here on the SmackDown and on the Warzone Network. Uh, Jake and myself, along with whoever we can wrangle in from the uh, DWZ Network crew, is going to be hanging out. We're going to be taking some questions from Twitter. We're going to be taking some questions from YouTube comments, so you're definitely going to want to subscribe to that YouTube channel so you can chime in. I know I've been hearing from a few of you. You want you want more from us interacting with you guys in the comments because most of them are sarcastic. But, hey, that's awesome, man. That's what we want to hear. So we're going to kind of shoot the shit with you guys for a bit um, on Wednesday nights. So we'll remind you guys next week as well. But uh, just in a couple weeks, live shows on Wednesday throughout that month to get you set for 2021. And with that, there you have it. There's enough of the promos and sharing and all that stuff. Let's dive into this thing. One QB, half PPR mock draft here on the show. We're going to be taking you through our picks and our reasoning. Jake has the 101. I took the 106 just to get nestled up right next to Memphis at the at the 107. And Dallas mentioned earlier, he is completely using this for his own homework. Grabs the 110. And uh, let's get this thing started. So I'm going to go ahead and start the draft here. And Jake, you're on the clock, so take it away. Yeah, so without uh, too much drama or build-up heading up to this pick, I have been having some internal discussions with a buddy of mine about like what is the most valuable pick or where do you want to end up if you have your choice from 1 through 12 in this format that we're doing. And typically, I'm not into, into first overall. I think there's better values later in the draft, but even you've said it before, Kyle, like the... You know, if anywhere in that first one to five, it's kind of everyone's the same or you're getting kind of that same value unless it's Christian McCaffrey. Right. And that's only half the reason that I did want to selfishly take the uh, 
first overall pick. I'm very happy with Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to select him right now. Uh, but when it comes back around and I'm sitting there at 212 and 31, there's a fair to solid chance that you know I can walk out of this draft with three top 20 overall players. Um, and I don't think that's a stretch at all. And that would be a hell of a start to my team. So I want to see if I can run with that. I don't know how, uh, how strong the running backs are going to be when they get back to me. Uh, I'd like to start a little running back heavy, but again, we'll see. Fate will tell. All right. Can I ask Jake a quick question? Let's do it. Yeah. Now, taking and this is just to help the listener and the viewer on YouTube. Is there any trepidation in the fact that we've only seen Christian McCaffrey in three games in this Joe Brady offense, and that we've not seen him with Sam Darnold? Is there any concern that maybe your man Dalvin Cook might have been a, in a redraft format now in Dynasty? I'm Christian McCaffrey all day long over Dalvin Cook. I would back that play 100%. But any nervousness about the question of the the offense and only having a three-game sample? I think that's the fun devil's advocate play, and I've I've gone through that myself with Kyle. Uh, But I can't – I mean, overall, the the changes in the offense, I think they're an upgrade to me. Darnold's an upgrade at quarterback. Joe Brady's an an upgrade uh, calling plays. so overall, I mean, I'd, unless you're going to say that noodle arm cam was the reason that he was getting all the receptions in the first place, but uh, I don't think it gets much safer than Christian McCaffrey. You could argue Dalvin Cook, but I mean, you're, you might be splitting hairs at that point. Okay, just just curious, just to give the the listeners something to gnaw on before their draft. Is there anyone yeah. here who isn't taking McCaffrey 101? Nope. No, I, I would go ahead with CMC, but I, I do think that it's uh, it's – it's a uh, it's closer than I originally thought a few weeks ago. I was kind of like, it's got to be CMC. But looking at some of the numbers, especially with Cook, he's the other guy that's probably in contention for that pick for me, um, along with the guy that I'm going to take here because I'm a bit surprised on who's sitting here at 106. Um, it did go McCaffrey, Cook, Saquon, Kamara, and Nick Chubb at the 105. So five running backs off the board. That's going to probably be pretty um, standard, especially in uh, half PPR leagues. Um, I think these running backs are come flying off the board. And because it's half PPR, I have no problem taking who is currently my running back to uh, in half PPR here at the 106, and that's Derrick Henry. Uh, love the fact that what they add in Julio to that offense is just one another weapon added with uh, A.J. Brown. Yes, the change to the offensive coordinator concerns me just a little, um, but I just think this guy is going to see the most touches by far at the position. And since it's not f- full PPR, I don't care that the dude catches three passes a, you know a decade so uh, i'll go with derrick henry at 106 kicking over to memphis at 107 memphis did i take your guy and if not who are you staring down here no i was hoping you were going to take the smoking gun out of my hand i was hoping you were going to take your your team's favorite player i hope i was hoping you were going to take zeke so that me taking who i'm going to take and i don't want to do too much table talk one of our patrons stacy is right behind me with the 108 but for me I think Zeke is the safe play, but I really think that his receptions are going to go down. I think you're going to see a larger role out of Tony Pollard. He'll have some standalone value, and I just think Jonathan Taylor is absolutely going to smash with some upgraded quarterback play in a full season, and I I can't help but go with the homer pick, and since I'm nestled between you and Stacy, I'm going to go ahead and give you this. Hey now. (laughs) A little hey now, but then I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. Uh, somewhat, but but I do love Zeke. I I will be the first to admit, like in a dynasty league, he's crypton. Look at Stacy right behind me with Zeke, but (laughs) I'm not as interested 
in uh, in in Zeke in a dynasty, but dude in seasonal. If he ended up as the RB one overall, I would be zero percent surprised. Yeah, for for me, uh, these uh, Henry Taylor and Zeke, those are guys I would take ahead of the trio that went ahead of them right now. Barkley with the you know a little bit of uncertainty, but then Kamara and Chubb, I'd actually take. Henry Taylor and Elliott above those guys in half PPR. Um, but we went seven straight running backs to start it off. Then Tyree kill with the, uh, the computer pick there at the one Oh nine. And we're at Dallas now with the one ten. Uh, what you looking at here, man? Yeah. So this is like the worst way the board can go for me specifically. <laughs> I'm typically a very heavy running back drafter in the first round. I like to go running back, running back typically in the first and second. Um, But with the way that this board fell, I don't think any of the running backs that are left specifically in this format of half PPR are going to be worth that first round pick to me. So I'm looking between either Devontae Adams right now with the Aaron Rodgers news, basically all but locking him up for this one year. And it is redraft. He arguably, in my opinion, should have been the first wide receiver off the board just based off of that fact alone. Or I'm looking at going a little bit wild with Travis Kelsey. Um, in most of the redraft leagues that I was in over the last two years, the person that has had Travis Kelsey has ended up winning in 12-team leagues or larger just due to the positional scarcity. And like I said, this one uh, is kind of a trial run. So why not have a trial run with uh, some smart gentlemen and ladies in the room to go ahead and try the strategy of selecting my man from Casey, Travis Kelsey. All right, nice. So back-to-back Chiefs uh, in round one. If you want Travis Kelsey, you got to take him there because somebody's probably taken him on those first 12 picks. So following Kelsey was Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler, and then back around uh, Joe Mixon and Stefan Diggs, and then back to Dallas here with a third pick of round two. Who are you pairing with Travis Kelsey, man? Slam dunk, slam dunk, Dallas. <laughs> You're on mute, Dallas. Oh, no. You pulled the Jerry, Jerry Sinclair. Pull the Jerry Sinclair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was so close. Uh, yeah, no, I'm obviously going to go with the guy that I was debating in the first round. Yeah. Devontae Adams ends up falling to me in the second. I'm go- going to go ahead and pair my top two players on the board at the 110 here in the second with Devontae Adams. No, that's that's a beautiful thing right there. And obviously great news for all redraft players and or people that took a shot. I know I was doing a a quasi dynasty draft uh, with some Patreons, and we were sitting there at the end of round four. Devontae Adams was sitting on the board just a day ago, and I was like, I guess I just bite the bullet and take him. And now I'm sitting here thrilled that I just probably landed the wide receiver one that late. Um, but to get him in at the beginning of round two is still great value, and he's in contention for that wide receiver one. Uh, so after Devontae Adams was DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, that went to the Tyreek Hill team. So that, that team, team nine, went wide receiver, wide receiver. And we're sitting here uh, with Stacy on the clock and went with A.J. Brown. So four straight wide receivers off the board and back to Memphis. Yeah, this is tough. I'm definitely going running back. I'm debating between two. Man, it's it's really tough because there's two because this is a huge tear break for me. But I'm going to go, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. I'm going to go back-to-back sophomore running backs. I I love Antonio Gibson. I I love this Scott Turner offense. And, you know, that upgraded quarterback could be big things with Mr. A.G. Yeah, I like like the start there for sure. I was glad that there were two running backs that I liked because I I knew that you and I were probably on the same page there. So I'm going to take a running back here as well. And this is, I like this guy a lot. I love the wide receivers that are still on the board. You got Medcalf, Ridley, Jefferson still out there. Um, and obviously all the tight ends minus Kelsey. But, uh, 
you know, when you're looking at these running back positions, what I'm going to be staring down in the middle of round three is probably not going to be great, um, especially when we've already lost one man that we love in Cam Akers um, just a week ago. So um, I'm going to take Najee Harris. I may have just landed the two running backs that get the most touches this year. Who knows? Um, but I think for a second round pick, I love the fact that grabbing him here, uh, the rookie running back, obviously out of Pittsburgh, is my pick in mid second. After that, we go uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, DeAndre Swift. So four more running backs off the board, followed by DK and Justin Jefferson. And then back to Jake on the turn for the uh, 212 and 301. Jake, who are you pairing with CMC? Yeah, this was uh, that uh, that scary scenario I was talking about before. I was kind of hoping, and I've done a couple mock drafts leading up to this, where you know DeAndre Swift falls to that spot. I really like him there at the end of the second. Same with CEH, end of the second, beginning of the third. Um, I'm all about either of those guys, Najee Harris, but uh, the running backs I'm looking at now uh, in, in sleeper ADP, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Chris Carson. Um, it's hard to get excited about any of those players at 212. It feels kind of like uh, that last mock when uh, Jerry ended up taking Montgomery in, like, in round three. Not to shit on Jerry or anything, but it, was, it, it hurt watching that pick happen. Um, but there's some stud receivers left. I got to take my man Calvin Ridley here. No Atlanta bias at all. The dude's going to get peppered with targets without Julio. Julio freaking Jones in the offense. Um, and I think I'm going to pair him with another target hog here in Keenan Allen. Um, I love everything I see there uh, with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. And uh, aside from Mike Williams, there's not a whole lot of target competition in that offense. So, uh much of the same situation, I guess you could say, with both players. Not a lot of target competition in their offenses. They're each going to get peppered with targets, and so will CMC. So uh, half PPR, it's awesome. If this was full PPR, I'd be dancing right now. But uh, I love the start here. Christian McCaffrey, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Keenan Allen. Memphis, what do you think of uh, Jake's picks here on his first mock draft with us live in person after Mother Nature couldn't prevent him from being here on this one? He showed up and he's made three picks. What's your thoughts on the uh, Ridley Allen turn there, Memphis? I, I am a big, big proponent of Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones, Mac Jones, uh, whoever Jones, give, give me Calvin Ridley. It doesn't matter. He, he was getting 170, 180 targets anyway. Uh, and then Keenan Allen, uh, I think he's going to get just enough support there that he will continue to ball. He's 29, but his game will age like fine wine. Uh, I, I love those two wide receivers, and you got to get points. I think that's the biggest thing we overlook is that you know someone's going to be like, oh, Keenan Allen, gross, gross. Uh, but but it's not as gross as the person who behind him, the computer who took Michael Thomas, sleeper. Get your <laughs> shit together. Pull Michael Thomas and fix his ADP. But no, I, I think uh, I think Jake did real well. Let's see what you do. Yeah, so Dob so it went to Michael Thomas. So that's what you get sometimes in dealing with uh, with uh, the algorithms that aren't caught up yet. But J.K. Real Dobbins, quick, real quick Kyle, and yeah, I hate I hate to be that guy and cut you off, but mm -hmm. uh, on, on, as far as Michael Thomas, uh, I think the reports are now are saying like he's they're shooting for somewhere mid season, week eight to have him back. Where you, and anyone here? I'm I'm curious anyone's input on where they'd be taking him in redraft. I I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. not at all. He, undrafted. Well, he, so here's the move. Someone's going to draft him because every league has a dumbass. That's just how this works. So what you do is you let said dumbass go ahead and draft him, and let value fall to you in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Okay. Then when said dumbass gets bored and they lose another player to injury and they have to cut someone. 
they'll cut Michael Thomas. And then, when I get the opportunity, I will go in and pick him up off the waiver wire around week five, because I know a really smart guy named Kyle who does a series of shows called Waiver Wire Sniping, and he's going to be like, hey, did you know Michael Thomas is going to be back on the... He's going to be back on the field week seven. Their buys week six, so I really expect him back week seven. I'm going to go pick him up off waivers in week five, and I'll still get Michael Thomas, and I won't have to blow a fifth or a sixth or a seventh round pick in a redraft because I'm not the league dumbass. Remember, you're, 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 you, I'm sorry, you're, you're implying though that they're in, they're taking them in round five, six, seven. What if I mean you're guarantee playing? It, guarantee it. Every work league, every old school fraternity league, some guy's going to show up with a twelve pack of White Claws and a sheet <laughs> and, a, and a sheet out of a magazine, having not the foggiest idea that Michael Thomas has got an ankle injury, and he'll probably take him in the third round. That shit is going to happen. That's why you are here. So that we can make sure that that shit doesn't happen to you. If you're if you're playing with good people and you know that you got you can wait on Michael Thomas and you want to take him, I'm not taking him before round ten, probably. I mean, that's what we talked about with you know where some guys that we like, like Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Chenault, those guys are going that late right now. Like I'm not taking him above any of those guys. So. Um, yeah, it's got to be a league, and I got to have an IR spot probably too. Like if you play in a league that for some reason isn't going to let you put them on IR uh, because you don't have one, that's a roster spot burned for months. Um, yeah, and Memphis mentioned it. The Saints have a week six by some of the timetables kind of play out where maybe he's back week seven. That's a long time. Um, so I'm probably not going to own him, but uh, it's a good you brought it up, and we'll probably have further discussions on Michael Thomas. Um, we uh, – we had Michael Thomas, J.K. Dobbins, and then C.D. Lamb sniped for me by a Patreon. Damn it. Um, so he, my third-round pick was uh, stolen. Then Patrick Mahomes. I had the uh, my third-round pick. I want to mix it up a little bit. This is a mock draft. Let's see how it goes. The receivers, McLaurin, A-Rob, Julio, Cooper. I went with Darren Waller. Even with Kittle on the board, I think Waller uh, is re- – him and Kittle right now are very, very, very close, in my opinion. Um, I think that there's a little bit of unknown with the QB switch. Um, with Kittle, and I just think Waller is still going to be a freaking target monster. Let's see how this looks when I go tight end early uh, and ignore the receiver position three rounds into this thing. And it's over to Memphis with uh, with the seventh pick of the third round. Well, I've got one minute left on my clock, but I know who I'm drafting. I'm looking at running back, and I'm not the normal robust RB drafter, but I look at this group of RBs left, and only about one or two of them make me not want to throw up in my mouth. So I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Um, I, I believe I, 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 this is why we do these things. I'm going with Chris Carson just because he, of all the guys left, I mean, that's a good offense. I see a true bell cow role. Uh, am I, am I worried about Rashad Penny or DJ Dallas? No. Um, in, in a dynasty, it's different, but dude, this is redraft half point PPR. Chris Carson's going to feast. Yeah. I like the pick. That was who I probably would have gone with, uh, in normal circumstances, but I want to see how it played out. And it's a beautiful pick. If you get him in the uh, middle of the third round. McLaurin and Montgomery off the board and then back to Dallas. He's got Kelsey and Devontae Adams, two freaking studs to start. Uh, Dallas, where are you looking here in round three? Uh, It has to be running back. I don't really have an option. If I pass it up again at this point, I am going to be hurting all season. Uh, It's going to end up having to be a play for trade, and I hate doing that. Uh, It actually worked very nicely having that Michael Thomas auto draft pick and then you going with the tight end as well. Um, It 
there was one guy that I was comfortable taking at running back that would be okay with my RB1 that is left on the board, and he was able to fall to me. So I'm going to go ahead and take Miles Sanders out of Philly. There's a lot of talk, obviously, with the uncertainty with that whole offense, what it's going to look like with Jalen Hurts and or not Jalen Hurts, as well as them bringing in Gainwell and Carrion Johnson. And honestly, it's just a lot of guys. They haven't really expended any high draft capital on the position specifically, um, on the rookie rundown. If you haven't listened to it yet, I did a deep dive on Kenneth Gainwell. Um, I'm not super concerned about what he's going to be doing this first year. Boston Scott is the only one that truly takes away, I think, in my opinion, a large role this season. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, So I went Miles Sanders in the third. Yeah, I like it. So RB1, so Kelsey Adams Sanders to start. Um, wrapping up the third round, Kittle comes off the board at 311. I think that's great. I've seen him go uh, late second, late third, I think is great value if you want George Kittle on your team this year. I don't like him uh, in the top 24, but uh, at the back end of that top 36 is really solid for Kittle. So um, Kittle, then Mike Evans to wrap up round three, followed by A-Rob and Josh Allen. You got to love that. Just like when Dallas said he was glad to see I took a tight end. I feel that same way anytime I see anyone take a quarterback before round eight, pretty much. Um, that just pushes guys down the board, and we're back to Dallas once again. Uh, who are you looking at in round four? Yeah, I'm looking at another wide receiver here. I'm between the top two left on the board for ADP purposes and Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Um, this one, I I don't know why people are so concerned about Julio Jones this year. I feel like there's not as much hype as there should be, considering that you're going into a system with – the most efficient quarterback in the league over the last two years in Ryan Tannehill, a guy on the opposite side of the field who is just as productive, if not more than a guy like Calvin Ridley has been in Atlanta. And Julio is going to obviously now have a running back that he never had taking up anything in the middle of the field coverage wise in Derrick Henry. So I'm leaning Julio Jones. Amari Cooper does pique my interest just based off of the pure volume passing stats you're going to get out of Dallas, but I'm going to go ahead and take Julio Jones to pair him with Devonte Adams and potentially have two top five wide receivers to start out the draft through four rounds. Yeah, I dig it. Cooper comes right off the board next. Uh, and as uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a definitely a great start in Julio in round four. I wish we could go back just a couple of years and tell somebody they were getting Julio Jones in round four in their drafts, and people would be calling you a liar for sure. Um, so we got uh, Stacy right coming up here. She's uh, we got Elliot. He, he sorry, sorry. I wanted to, I I wanted to compliment Stacy. Stacy's <laughs> yeah. kicking ass and taking names. He's got Zeke Elliott, AJ Brown, and Terry McLaren. This is what happens when you become a Dynasty Warzone Patreon. You get your ass whipped by your own people. And then he went Josh Jacobs. I like like that pick. I'm ready already. i got to go wide receiver. Uh, Although there's still maybe 20 wide receivers on the board that I really like. But I'm going to a Memphis favorite. I'm going to DJ Moore. Um, I'm also jumping into that, that murky water of what Sam Darnold will do. But I know that if DJ Moore can have back-to-back damn near 1,200-yard seasons with the likes of Teddy Two Gloves, Kyle Allen, um, the, the guy out of West Virginia, Jay, uh, Dallas, who was the quarterback out of, uh, out of West Virginia that everybody loved? He also had a sweet mullet and a headband. You're talking about Will Greer, right? Will Greer. I want to say Will Disley, but yeah, Will Greer. <laughs> You think you th- you think Gardner Minshew looks grubby? Check that some bitch out. I'm gonna go DJ Moore, Carolina. I, I believe I believe he's finally gonna add that seven eight touchdown season to complement his 1200 yards. So I'm going DJ Moore. 
Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's tough when you're draft. We draft with good people. You gotta. It's gonna be some tough decisions. I I was uh, looking at that board and Julio Cooper, Jacobs, and Moore were definitely the players that were clear and cut above everybody else for me, and they all just went. So I'm staring this down. Um, this is why you mock draft. When I do, you take Darren Waller, you take a tight end. You're staring guys like Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, Kenny. Are, are, Gallagher, you, having, are you having buyers regret now? I mean, obviously uh, this is just not, a mock draft, but not no. yet, not yet. But not yet. I was okay. hoping that maybe another running back that I really like would be here. I don't really love Daryl Henderson's at the top. You got Gaskin, Hunt, Etn, uh, Davis. I mean, I, this is uh this isn't anybody I love here um, at this pick. So I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with my the, the best receiver that I think is on the board. He's kind of buried down here a bit. Um, but I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Uh, I think this is maybe a slight smidge early for him, but I do think he's a fourth-round wide receiver. Oh. I like his prospects here with Matt Stafford. That's going to be super fun to watch. Uh, and obviously, Jake uh, is not going to get his man as we got uh, Andrews, Godwin, Gaskin and Daryl Henderson off the board. So we're back with Jake Rip. Cup, Cup was, I'll, I'll be honest, Cup was 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 the two. Okay, uh, good. It was, it was right, between him and bit. DJ Moore. It was, it was literally a coin flip. I was hoping that Cup was far enough down the ADP. I was playing the ADP game. Yeah, I was hoping he was far enough down the board that he would slide back to me. You, you said a you said a Memphis favorite. I'm like, oh damn it. I'm like, it could be Moore or Cup. Like, I'm not sure, but I'm like, I kind of wanted it to be Cup because I do like DJ Moore quite a bit. But I think Cup is a ton of upside this year so i don't i don't hate it it's just i would have been dancing in the streets of cooper uh or julio got to me but no dice on this one so um jake <laughs> who is who were you looking at that didn't make it to you uh i really i you know i really thought i was gonna get daryl henderson i was looking at some of the team some of the teams here and a lot of guys already had their running backs and i thought that would have made a really nice compliment to christian mccaffrey for my team uh, we were all taking Cam Akers at the top of the second round, and now Darrell Henderson, I mean, he's kind of in position to step right into that Cam Akers role, given he's not a Cam Akers talent in my eyes. Uh, he's going to get ridiculous volume. I saw Sean McVay already said something along the lines of he doesn't even want him to have any, uh, any preseason touches. He's the guy. They can't risk him being injured. Uh, I'm paraphrasing big time, but uh, Darrell Henderson is a stud. I didn't even see. Where's the uh, clock at here? Am I about to run over? You got uh, about a minute and 20 seconds. All right. Well, then I'll make this first one short and sweet. I'm going to take Robert Woods here. This is a pick that I should have made in uh, the, the the mock draft that we did the first time. Uh, and, and I choked and I took Adam Thielen. But you took Cooper Cup. And I like Robert Woods. And I don't like him better than Cooper Cup. But if I have to do a coin flip, and you know, I guess you saved me the, the trouble of having to do that. Um, I want a piece of that Los Angeles offense. I love what the idea of Matt Stafford under center uh, throwing to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I think that whole offense is going to be on fire, even with Darrell Henderson in the backfield. So uh, I want pieces of good offenses, and I think I got that with Robert Woods. This quit, is quit, quit churching it up. It's not Darrell. It's Daryl. It's Darryl. just Daryl. Darrell. Like it's like Joe Dierte. Are you Come sure on, Joe Dierte? It's Daryl. D a r r e l l. Daryl. Well, this is my other brother. D Hizzle on this show. D Hizzle. <laughs> Agree to disagree. But anyways, I'm looking down a lot of wide receivers right now that I still really like. Kenny Galladay's there. Deontay Johnson still is making it to the fifth round. Uh, Jamar Chase. There's some sick videos of him right now on Twitter catching uh, one one handed grabs. Um, 
Okay, I'm 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 gonna go for a little bit of a reach here. It's gonna be a long time, 24 picks till it gets back to me. Um, I like what I have already with the core of my team. I want to have a nice tight end. I'm getting me some TJ Hawkinson. Again, I know it's a reach. It's the start of the fifth round, but this is a guy who's going to get peppered with targets and uh, fits well nicely into a, a roster that I think is already getting peppered with targets. Yeah, Jake, this is the only draft I've ever seen you in or been in with you that your team has had non-entirety been made up of wide receivers. Like ever <laughs> for the first like six rounds. And I'm I'm like shook right now. And you I get it. You were forced into picking Christian McCaffrey with the first overall pick. Yeah. But I'm I'm a little shook. <laughs> I thought about Devontae Adams. I really had to consider it with Rogers coming back. Kidding, everyone listening. Kidding. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I was uh I think Hawkinson, I don't think that's that's too early on him. I think that's about where you're gonna have to take him if you want him. Andrew's already off the board. Um, but, uh, yeah, good start there. Uh, McCaffrey, Ridley, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson. That's nice. Um, I'm going to shave off some of these picks in between just to get it, keep us moving along. I'm back on the clock. Just took Cooper cup. Um, I'm looking at wide receiver again. There's a lot of names. I really like the running backs. There's a, there's a handful of them. I could, if I get one in the next round, that's great. If not, I still like what I got at the top, um, as those anchors Galladay, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett's at the top in ADP, but I'm going to sh- take a shot. I want, a, I want a piece of this Bengals offense. I'm going to go Jamar Chase as my wide receiver, too, in the middle of round five. They are going to throw the ball a shit ton there in Cincy this year, and I want a piece of that offense, and I think I just got the wide receiver one for that team. So I'll go Jamar Chase and over to Memphis. Well, you broke my heart. That was that was totally my pick. Uh, I want the upside play. You know, if this was full point PPR, uh, I guess Stacy is behind me, and I, I know he's probably watching on YouTube. But if this was full point PPR, I would totally go uh, Deontay Johnson right now. You know, it's it's what he does. You know, his average depth of target is not great. But because I have the running back depth and now we're kind of getting to that dime a dozen wide receiver range that I like a bunch of guys, I'm going to go ahead and go death knell for you guys that need running backs because I don't need this guy to start right away. But I've said many times on this program, our own show, He's my 2021 Jonathan Taylor. He's my 2021 Miles Sanders. I'm going Javante Williams. I'm, I'm going to draft him right now. Uh, as soon as I get this stupid window to close on my computer, I'm drafting Devontae Will- um, excuse me, Javante Williams. Again, same thing. I, I only need him to be good down the stretch. RB depth is going to be king this year in a 17-game series. Uh, excuse me, 17-game season. So I'm just going to keep piling up running backs because uh, there's about three left. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Round round five is where you're gonna have to take that man if you want him. I think for sure. Uh, fourth running back, you got the depth. You don't need to count on him right away. And uh, and Stacy comes in strong with my boy T Higgins. It's a, it's tough to take Jamar Chase over T Higgins. I love me some T Higgins, but Stacy starts off a strong here with his third wide receiver being T Higgins. And shout out to everybody in the Roulette Three League, all the Patreon members that join that league. Uh, I've told Memphis uh, before the show that is the fastest startup ever we've been like two days with two aussie guys dealing with time zones and we're like 13 rounds in or whatever it's it's a beautiful thing when you're moving along speaking of we'll move right along to dallas here with his fifth pick he's got kelsey adams miles sanders and julio jones some big time names who are you staring down around five 
Yeah, uh, this is more of positional scarcity. Like Memphis said, there's about two running backs I'm comfortable with right now as my RB2, um, specifically just for redraft. And I pretty much have to take it based off of the positions that have already been taken on the two teams behind me. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and go with the guy. His ADP has finally been creeping up slowly over the last couple weeks, as it should be. Um, my guy, Mike Davis, down in Atlanta, volume should be there. I don't know if the overall production total is going to be amazing, but I'm just looking for a consistent guy. That's not going to leave a big goose egg, which you can't really say with a lot of the running backs that are remaining on the board for a lot of us. Yeah. Ton of volume there. The guy in that backfield. And I, I just want to make a quick point. You've mentioned it a couple of times and alluded to it. Dallas is doing a great thing. When you're picking on the ends, you can definitely leverage taking a look at the teams behind you and trying to anticipate what they're going to do. Um, and you should be doing that, you know, both ways. I mean, if he had a quick turn here, He's going to be able to anticipate who's going to go behind him a bit. And then so maybe save that, maybe sneak one through to the next round, kick that can just a few picks later. Um, so definitely don't lose track of that when you're at your drafts. Keep track of who's behind you, what their teams look like, what their structure is. Um, Kyle Pitts at the end of round, uh, round, round five. There you go. That's going to be pretty much locked and loaded where he's at. Top five round pick, Kyle Pitts. But we're going back to Dallas here with uh, his sixth selection. Yeah, um, and right now he did not go off the board, um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the other running back that I had my eye on. Uh, Like Memphis alluded to about two rounds ago, there's still about 20 wide receivers I'm very comfortable with, especially being my wide receiver three on my team, so there's no reason for me to really reach here. Uh, I'm going with a volume play. It may be a little bit of a reach to some of you, but I'm going to go with Damian Harris out of New England. I understand that Cam Newton is still going to technically be the RB1 on that team for the entirety that he is actually the quarterback, but it just makes sense for my team. I need a guy who's going to fill in, get that early down work, and actually get those touches. I can't have zeros in my lineup when he's there, and he's one of the few running backs left, again, that fills that role. I don't know about you guys, but that's who I wanted. Yeah, I was, I was, he was, I was down the list. It. I was going <laughs> to debate it right here. Thought he might uh, get there. Guess you know, not. So, so, so Jake and all those wide receivers he uh, he took, uh, what's the, the saying? He fucked around and he found out. So I, <laughs> I, I need a wide receiver in, in kind of a bad spot. Uh, Deontay Johnson went two picks. I was, I was like, if, if Deontay Johnson falls back to me as my wide receiver two in the, the sixth round, I, th- this would just be – you know, this would just be great. So you know what? I, I think I've got my solid guy. I am going to try, and I'm gonna try to get a guy that I don't have a lot of. I, I'm not convinced he's the man in a dynasty league, but I'm. I would like to be involved in at least some fashion. So I'm gonna go Brandon Ayuk. You know, a lot of our patrons have been asking me the difference between, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo, and I can't really tell you for dynasty because I've not seen this whole offense on the field at the same time yet. But I'll tell you, for, for a redraft gamble in the sixth round, he could be the wide receiver one on a really good offense. I'll take him. Yeah, uh, that was definitely going to be my pick right there. I think that's a great selection. Uh, man, now the running backs are definitely looking gross. I got two of them. I got Derrick Henry and Najee Harris, but I'm staring down the likes of Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, Raheem Mostert, Ronald Jones. Uh, I know that a few of these names are going to be off the board um, by the time it gets back to me, but they're all – very gross. Um, wide receiver cry, wise, cry me a river, Kyle. <laughs> easy there, Mister Stacked uh, wide receiver man. Uh, I think you're just going to be just fine over there. Um, sitting here, man. Again, I don't love what's what's here at at wide receiver. I would much rather feel 
that uh, I got this position locked up already, but it's not a Kyle team if it doesn't have this man on it for round six. Maybe it's too early, but I still think he's the wide receiver to own in Pittsburgh. I'm going Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster. And uh, honestly, uh, I own this man in every single league. And if I don't, it uh, gets rage quit and we start over. So I can't have that happen here. I will take him as my third wide receiver and, uh, and keep this thing moving along. Jake, you got one running back. It's the best running back, CMC. Are you finally taking your RB2 here on the uh, six, seven turn? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I kind of got to. There's, a, there's, there's an obvious choice. Just for me, just from my point of view, there's an obvious choice. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I'm going to well, do Don't something. screw this up. Do not screw this up. This, <laughs> I feel like this goes a little bit against the grain, what I'm about to do here. So, Tariq Cohen off the board. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> feel free to pick it apart, but I, I, I'm going to take uh, both halves of the San Francisco backfield right here. I'm going to take Raheem Mostert. I'm going to take Trey Sermon, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to roll the dice there and hope that I come away with maybe a, maybe a starter there uh, to compliment Christian McCaffrey. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. I don't love the pick, either of them. Uh, <laughs> who's, your, who's, who's your guy, Memphis, or you want to wait on that pick? I'm, I'm going to let Kyle make his pick. Uh, and my man, Michael, a.k.a. on the screen, you see him as Casper Hody. Uh, he's doing a great job, too. He's soaking up all that wide receiver value i'm gonna let kyle go and then uh kyle's got some uh because i'm gonna do it so i'm gonna let kyle do it and then i'm gonna do it i feel really good about this pick because uh this is a guy that i was debating on the last selection but i thought that uh there was a chance maybe he got back to me but i i don't really think that he's that much better than than mostert or maybe the upside shot on certain but to get him now i'm much more excited about this pick than my last i'm going james robinson i think he's gonna get a ton of touches uh, in that offense, as much as ETN still can be valuable, well, James Robinson, Memphis approved. <laughs> Apparently, Jake does not feel the same. I, 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 I wanted to, to go. I need to download this. I just wrote the note. Uh, Herm Edwards. Hello? Hello? I mean, there's no reason where we live in a, in a world where James Robinson, if he's healthy, could have 200 to 220 rush attempts this year. This is half-point PPR. You know, Travis Etienne's going to kind of line up in some of that gadgety Percy Harvin, Chris Curtis Samuel role. James Robinson's still going to get a lot of touches. And this late in the draft, to get James Robinson at the 7-6, um, Kyle, congratulations. That That is a steal. I, I have... Four running backs. I was getting ready to have five, but uh, apparently Kyle doesn't want me to have any fun. So I, I am going to start looking around. I wanted to go Dak earlier, but I I, I feel like I'm still around away. I don't love the tight ends. I don't really love anybody here. So this is the, those middle round blues. So I, I'm going to go ahead because I don't care. Again, I, I'm going to secure my, my running back group. I think I'm higher on this guy than consensus. So I'm going to go Zach Moss. I don't. I I I I I, 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 I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, Devin Singletary is going to be a huge uh, factor in this backfield. That's a good offense, so I'm going to take it. And then Kyle looks like he lost his camera. I I am here still here, but my camera's off, so I'm going to mute. I'm going to let uh, Dallas take this over. And I'm going to try to do a little pit stop repair action here. But uh, Dallas, you got uh, Jake seven, take the seven wheel. and then over to the eighth. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm swinging two. 
Sorry, Dallas. I'm just going to yell at uh, Memphis for having the audacity to shit on my Trey Sermon, Raheem Mostert stack and then follow that up with a Zach Moss pick in the, what are we at, sixth round? <laughs> All right, Dallas. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Not a huge Zach Moss. Uh, I'll give props to our man Stacy from the Patreon. Ronald Jones wasn't making it back to him. I was going to take him with one of my two picks here. So that was a good pick, Stacy. Um, for me, there's one wide receiver that stands above all the rest right now, and I've been buying him basically since the second that the season ended last year, and that's my man Jerry Judy. Um, he is probably the most under-talked about wide receiver from last year's class. People think for some reason that he did not have a good wide receiver class. We're just not talking about him because Justin Jefferson broke the game last year. That's really the only reason we're not talking about him, and he did that with a crappy quarterback. Yes, I understand the drops. Everyone talks about them, but everyone also talks about the fact how drops are not sticky. It's not a sticky stat at all. Um, he had low touchdown production last year, but he had he was basically top five in unrealized air yards and in air yards in the NFL last year. So if you actually start realizing some of those air yards, you're looking at a season pretty similar to what we saw from some of the other guys. So I'm going Jerry Judy at the beginning of this turn and hoping that my other guy falls to me on the back end. And he did. Um, so there is another wide receiver on here that I think is at the head of this tier. And I'm going to go ahead and swing him. Just a quick recap. The four picks for those of you that are not watching were Debo Samuel, David Johnson, Jarvis Landry, and Leonard Fournette on that turn. But for me, there's a wide receiver once again with a quarterback who apparently is back for the foreseeable future until he potentially gets traded. But even if he does get traded, has been a top 15 wide receiver year in and year out every single year. He's always shit on by everyone. And that's Brandon Cooks. I'm taking him down in Houston. Oh, I was guessing Odell Beckham. Regard- <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that would have been good. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. He's already off, uh, off the board. But yeah, I'm going with Brandon Cooks down in Houston. I think it's a safe play if you're looking for just a flex player wide receiver who's going to get consistent targets regardless of who's down there. Um, he produces year in, year out. His game translates to getting open. So I'm comfortable taking him as my wide receiver four. I've got two big baller wide receivers at the top of my um, draft. And then I have two safe guys that are in that Jarvis Landry mold, basically. That'll be those security blankets when I do have to replace those guys on buys or God forbid. Injury. All right. Uh, I got two big baller wide receivers. I, it's There's no better way to start a team. Uh, that, uh, that was an excellent turn. I like both those selections a lot. Judy's value, I think is, is awesome right now. Um, because this is about where he's going. Maybe, maybe even a little bit later, I've seen him in, in the eighth in a few spots. Um, but, uh, yeah, great pick there. And, and cooks is man. I always, if I, if I don't own, uh, uh, Judy Smith Schuster, it's always that I, I have to own Brandon cook. So glad that was taken care of early. So Memphis, uh, you're, you're back on the board here. Uh, you got, Four running backs in your stable, and then DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, what you thinking here in round eight? Uh, I'm going to go the upside play. I put on the screen the comment from Stacy about he got sniped by the competition. Uh, I'm going to go upside, and unless someone took him, and I oh, no, there he is. I'm going Michael Pittman. Uh, Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts. Uh, I like to bring resources. He did a great job uh, speaking on Pat McAfee's podcast as well as the Athletic podcast, just talking about how much they love this guy. Um, I, I like the upgrade, and I do believe it's an upgrade with Carson Wentz. So he has the potential to be the wide receiver one on that team. So 
Uh, he can be my wide receiver three. Yep. I, uh, I like, I like Pittman's upside. I like that selection there. He was definitely somebody I was considering that for me, there's a bunch of wide receivers on here that I'm, I'd be okay with. Um, which means that I think that they will want to, at least one of them will make it back to me in the next round. So I'll go with uh, one more uh, running back to this team. This is a guy, I think probably the last guy on here that has the upside to potentially lead his backfield. Uh, maybe one other guy, but I won't share the other name, but I'm going to go with a rookie, Michael Carter here in round eight, take the shot. If I burn to that pick, that's fine. He's my fourth running back. I'm good to go. See how that backfield plays out. And uh, pairing with Derrick Henry, Najee, and Robinson. So Michael Carter here at mid-eighth. Jake, you no know more running back for you, man. You're you're staring down some ugly names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what dude, you I'm thinking, man? Here. Uh, you said it, Memphis. <laughs> Something along the lines of you play with fire, you get burned. And uh, there was an yeah, F in there, but, another F. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of buyer's remorse on this one. Um, oh boy. Yeah. I hate every running back that's on the board right now. Just some of the names, Kenyon Drake, AJ Dillon, Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary. There's two names of wide receivers that I really like here. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go for the guys I think have the highest upside guys. I think you're going to score points. And if this is a league that, um, you know, something beyond a mock draft or real league. Uh, and this is something I think about a lot when I'm drafting And, and Memphis, you brought it up earlier when I took, um, I think it was uh, the, the Ridley Keenan Allen picks. Uh, I'm just shooting for points. I want the players in a, that are going to score the most points. So at the end of the day, if I'm picking a wide receiver in round eight, that's going to end up blowing up and he's going to be fantastic. Well, then I can trade him down the road and I can stack him with Trey Sermon or whoever the hell for, uh, for a, for a better piece in the future. And I don't know. I think that's kind of what I'm looking at here, but two guys that I don't think are going to make it back to me. Two guys I think have, huge upside one of them being mike williams with the chargers i've already got keenan allen so god forbid keenan allen's to miss some time i think mike williams is going to be a stud um i think he's got incredible standalone value as it is with justin herbert in that offense but i'm going to pair him with a guy that i've talked about a lot on this show kyle (laughs) mr big chest himself antonio brown uh and, and I've said before, I think that uh, any any day it could be you know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. It, any given day, it can be one of those three who's getting 120 yards and two touchdowns, you know, 10 receptions. Uh, the only difference is I'm getting Antonio Brown in the ninth round and you're paying for Mike Evans and whatever the fourth round, the, the third round, wherever he's going right now. But uh, I, I, lo- I love a B, man, especially at that value. I'll take him. Let's not forget. Not too long ago, he was the best receiver in the league. I should have just preloaded that pick. Um, that was uh, that was destined to happen. Yes, um, I, I like the Mike Williams pick there. He's a guy that's picking up some speed uh, right now. I'm hoping that the brakes are that they start pumping a bit because I think I don't want I don't want him getting round seven. You know, round eight, I'm good to go. Um, I think there's uh, that's a nice price for him. Uh, I'm looking at this. I got three wide receivers on my team, four running backs, and Darren Waller. A few QBs are starting to go off the board. So now we're in the Brady, Stafford, Burrow, Tannehill area. There's still enough names on there. I'm good kicking that. I don't think any of us in the room have a quarterback yet. Um, there was a computer team that I uh, wasn't sure of their third round Patrick Mahomes pick. So decided to take Aaron Rodgers as, in round nine as well. So there's always one of those assholes in your league. So I, I think the computer's not too far off. Uh, but I'm going Michael Gallup. He's my guy. I mean, the dude is going to get over 100 targets and another high-powered offense. I'm not concerned about Amari Cooper yet. Um, he's supposed to practice by that third preseason game, and this is a guy that's been dealing with injuries. He can play through it and still be a solid fantasy performer. 
But Gallup is a very solid three and a phenomenal offense. And if he gets the opportunity for a little bit more, I think you've hit a home run here in round nine. So Michael Gallup, pencil him in over to Memphis. What you got? I'm going total upside. I absolutely look around at this. There is like literally no value. And this is where drafting against ADP is just a straight up trap. If you just draft the next, if I, a lot of people with this team will go, oh, well, I've got three wide receivers. I got five running backs. It's probably time to get a tight end or a quarterback. And I'm saying to hell with that. Uh, I, I, I see a guy that has tremendous standalone upside. But if his lead back gets injured, this guy becomes a league winner. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. His name is Tony Pollard. I'll, I'll, stack, him, uh, I'll stack him on the roster and we'll see what happens. All right, so Pollard goes off the board right ahead of the Zeke Elliott owner. So if they were looking to handcuff that, Memphis took care of that. Um, so back-to-back Cowboys, we got Stacy. He's sitting here. He does have Dak Prescott on his team, so he does have a quarterback of Patreon. No tight end yet for him. I thought it was interesting as you were saying that. Memphis, you don't have a tight end. The rest of us, we went. Dallas went Kelsey in the first. I went Waller in the third. And Jake went Hawkinson in the fifth. So well, while while uh, we're while we're discussing it, and, and we're letting you know Stacy look over the picks, I'll just tell you right now. Um, I, I know the computer and other players will continue to, to drop, but if I walk away from this with Adam Troutman, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Cole Komet, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, I mean, I could get two of those guys at the end of the back round. And I can still continue to basically just soak up all of the depth at running back. And there's still a ton of quarterbacks that I like. So yep. th- th- this is a strategy that I've done for years. It's worked very well for me. Um, because then when the injury bug happens, and it happens, someone will come crawling and they will give you their <laughs> wide receiver two for your running back four. It happens every single year. So the, you, you can't go wrong stacking quality wide receivers and, and running backs in a redraft. Yep, agreed. Darnell Moody off the board here in round nine, fresh off the uh, Anthony Miller trade. So prepare for yourselves Thank for God that. Thank God he's not holding him back anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a Twitter war, war I almost got into. But uh, we'll head over to Dallas now, uh, picking here towards the end of round nine. Uh, what you looking at, brother? Well, that's Dallas. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to continue to build depth at the positions I already have. I'm with you guys on board. I already have my tight end, so I'm not looking the entirety of the rest of the, <laughs> the draft. There's no need for me to hold two tight ends with Travis Kelsey on my roster. Um, it's more of a I'll pick up a random guy to fill a spot on his bye week type of situation for me if this is the route that I'm typically going to go. Um, Mooney is a reach there, and that is coming from a Chicago Bears fan. I can tell you that right now. Um I am all aboard the Cole Komet breakout train this year, even with Jimmy Graham. So I do think a lot of the production that you are assuming Anthony Miller may be given to Darnell Mooney is probably going to end up going to Komet, um, as well as Jimmy Graham still funneling a lot of the red zone work. Um, Mooney's a great flyer in Dynasty, but not so much in redraft for me. Um, But I am going to go with my guy who, um, if you listen to the pod, me and Britt, the FF Sandman, just talked about this. Um, when it comes to the rookies that could potentially lead in receptions and or yardage for this entire class, my guy Elijah Moore with the Jets is sitting there. And as my wide receiver five, I'm going to go ahead and take that bet. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take him. He's already building a rapport with um, – uh, why can I never remember the Jets? Zach Wilson's mom? Thank you. Yes, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Dallas. I'm incapable. The goddamn Jets. 
yeah, exactly. For some reason, that guy is just like wiped from my brain. I just cannot remember his name. Whatever it comes, probably up. do it. Probably yeah, do it a favor. Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan, so it's not shocking. Um, but on the turn, it goes with two quarterbacks and two tight ends with the um, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence selections, and Logos, Logan Thomas and Mike Gesicki. So I'm back up on the board. Yeah. Um, for this one, it's kind of going to be, for me, high upside potential and a role in the offense for this running back where a lot of the guys that are left are not going to have that. Um Memphis, you know this better than most. I'm going with Naheen Himes, who pretty much has that wide receiver roll out of the backfield locked up as a running back. Um, it's half PPR, so not as great as PPR situation, but that backfield's a lot murkier than people kind of are hoping with, with Jonathan Taylor, and I'll take the guy who had the largest roll out of any of the guys left on the board at the running back position in 2020. No, I, I would agree. Uh, if you like Tony Pollard, it's hard not to like Naheem Hines. It almost feels disingenuous to hear people say, oh, I like Tony Pollard. God bless America, Stacy, you SOB. I was totally <laughs> going. I, I had Tyler Higby queued up, had, had the, the, the shit-eating grin on my face, and he comes through, and he literally kicks me right square in the pills. So I'm going to have to pivot, and I'm going to take a, di a, a different look. at some, And this is where I... Uh, I've messed around and found out, and I don't. I literally do not like anything. I wanted Tom Brady a couple of picks ago. I think I'm going to go ahead and get one of my two tight ends. Um, man, Tyler Higby was perfect. It's a little <laughs> early, but who who else is catching the ball in in uh, New Orleans but uh, Troutman? I, I got to go Troutman. I can't can't Tomorrow. find him somewhere. Taysom Hill. <laughs> Oh, he's the starting quarterback. Yeah, he's gonna throw it to himself. Yes, it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be fun to watch. He's going full Uncle Rico. <laughs> yep. We we can only hope that might be what they need to salvage that season. Uh, who knows? That offense gonna be got weird quick. Um, I'm pretty pumped with that. I thought I now I have a tough decision. I thought you were gonna go with one of the two running backs here um, at the top. Uh, I think the wide receivers here are kind of mush. There are a couple quarterbacks that I really like, so I'm good kicking that one more time around. Behind me, everybody has a QB except Jake, so we'll see if I want to pull the trigger maybe next round. But for now, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with damn. This is I'm staring at AJ Dillon and Gus Edwards. I think both these guys are high upside backs. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ Dillon. Uh, I just I think with Edwards. Uh, he has to would need to take down Dobbins or Dobbins would need to be, you know, open that door for him. But then he still deals with Lamar. I think Dylan is worth a shot right now just to stash away and, and see how that backfield pans out. If he gets some run, um, if they kind of limit Jones just a bit, it's just a dart throw here in round 10. And uh, we're cre creeping up here to Jake's pick round 10, 11 turn. What you got? Got sniped again, man. I really wanted Joe Burrow right there. Uh, I was oh, gonna son pull, of a gun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pull the trigger. I thought you were going to make the move. Uh, you alluded to me having no quarterbacks there. Yeah. but uh, I'm not going to pivot too much here. I'm going to stick with the quarterbacks because there's a, there's a slight teardrop for me, and then there's a huge teardrop for me. So I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. Um, I, I mean, he, he's been balling with just A.J. Brown in that offense. So... Uh, it's going to be amazing, I think, to see what Julio Jones does and the impact that he has on, uh, on that Tennessee offense. 
but knowing that there was pretty much no chance that he was going to make it back to me, and I was scared to see the tight ends that might make it back to me. I might end up stuck with Deshaun Watson at that point. Uh, def- definitely had to pull the trigger. Uh, we're in the 11th round now, start of the 11th round. Running backs are fairly scarce. And you know what? I was going to uh, say how I, I really would like to take a high upside pick here at wide receiver, but there's uh, one more running back that I'm fairly – positive won't make it back to me kyle i know this is one of your guys i need some running back depth very bad i'm taking philip Lindsay. um I'm, I'm not scared of david johnson i'm not who's the other running back they got rex burkhead in that backfield uh i think philip Lindsay's the mark player. ingram baby yeah, mark, in- <laughs> mark ingram baby uh i'm sure one of these guys is going to be playing for the rams in a week but um I'm I'm into it, man. I'm 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 drinking the Kool Aid that you're pouring uh, with, with Philip Lindsay, uh, especially as as it stands here with Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Moster, and Trey Sermon as my running back core. Uh, I I need something to fall back on. So, Philip Lindsay, it is. <clears throat> yeah, this uh, the computer players on here have really screwed the pooch on waiting for QBs. Fourteen quarterbacks off the board already, uh, and that includes myself, Memphis, and Dallas not having a QB. Uh, so yeah, the, the team that had Lamar Jackson took Joe Burrow. I was really counting on Burrow or Tannehill. Just one of those guys making it back to me on that sound. You heard after that is just the cliff. So, uh, I'll just punt it all the way around and until I am forced to take one at this point. So I'm just going to go with another wide receiver that can add, um, a little bit of safety just in case it takes Jamar Chase just a little bit to go, uh, to get rolling while I don't think that will be, um, a problem for him. I'm going to take veteran. T.Y. Hilton. This is redraft, baby. He's still good at football, and he has Carson Wentz as his QB in Indy, so I'm fine with him as my wide receiver. Five, Memphis over to you. Oh, there it is. I told partner I, I, prime. I, stacking so hot right now, so I, I had to get a stack. I, I really wanted to go back-to-back a couple of rounds ago. I wanted to go Antonio Brown, then Tom Brady. That is the most ideal stack that I think you can get super late in redraft. I think you may want to take Tom Brady around early and then take Antonio Brown around early as well. But that's the that's the money stack in a late one. Uh, the other one I was considering, I don't know if we'll get to him, was going to be a Troutman-Tyson Hill stack. But, you know, I, it, it's it just uh, Josh Larkey, friend of the show from Roto Underworld, has done such a great job with the mathematics behind the stack play. So I wanted to have a stack. I do like Carson Wentz. I believe in, in Frank Reich. Uh, when he doesn't have COVID, thank God he was vaccinated and asymptomatic. But uh, I think the offense there is going to be awesome. All right. So a couple running backs off the board, Murray, uh, Latavius Murray and Jamal Williams, and then uh, back over to Dallas around 11. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger. Um, I will get a guy with pretty much the safest floor at the quarterback position in Kirk Cousins. He is a quarterback one. And if there's 14 already off the board, I'll go ahead and take the guy that's guaranteed to finish in the top 12 regardless. Um, and then because I've waited so long and my team's so ugly, I'm going to do it boys. Um, we're just talking about stacks. I've got a wide receiver with a quarterback that has the biggest upside out of anyone that's left right now. And I, I just have a weird feeling like with his court date not being set for deposition until being February that nothing's going to happen with Deshaun Watson when it comes to legality or suspension or exempt list this season. So I'm going to go ahead and take the risk. I can fall back on Kirk if I need to. It's late enough to where I don't really care. These guys are both, if they play, going to get me more points than anyone else I was going to be drafting at this point. And if Deshaun Watson is not suspended this season, I now got the quarterback 
two, three, four, somewhere in that range, depending on your rankings, in the 12th round. So I'll go ahead and stick with that. Good pick. All right, definitely uh, one more thing to follow now that Aaron Rodgers has closed the door on what that made up bonanza. Um, so I, I, I dig it. It's definitely worth the shot. Why not? Especially, I think, early on, and if you're drafting in early August, we're probably not – we may not know. So just take a shot, whatever. If you burn a double-digit round pick on on the ultimate upside of Sean Watson, who cares? Um, you're probably going to cut that player anyway because we're staring down guys uh, like Cole Beasley and Nicole Hardman and, uh, you know – Mar- Marvin Jones here, Tariq Cohen. I mean, it's uh, there's if you feel pretty good about your team, I don't mind that at all. Um, Stacy took the mentioned Marvin Jones, uh, and we're over to Memphis here, mid twelfth. She got Memphis. I don't like always taking rookie wide receivers. I have <laughs> none of this guy anywhere, but I think this guy literally. The, the team handed the draft card to the commissioner, and he was automatically the best pass catcher on his team. I'm going to go Rashad Bateman because I've got a little bit of time. I can see what his role is in the offense. With this, with this particular lineup that I've drafted, I will be not starting him, and that will give me three or four weeks to figure out what I have in Rashad Bateman. If he's not living up to the expectation, I just cut him and pick up someone else. But if he's, if he's kicking butt, then you know I've, I've done well. All right, I'm going to follow that up with another rookie here. I just don't love anybody else that's on the board. They're all kind of the same. I'm just going to take the uh, rookie quarterback that uh, I think has a ton of upside. Fields, your boy, Dallas in Chicago. If he doesn't start week one, that's fine. Schedule is pretty sweet after that uh, to get rolling, and I think he can he can hit and be a top 10 fantasy quarterback, and uh, I'll worry about my week one starter in a little bit or just prior to the season. So I'll take Fields in round 12. And uh, we're rolling here to the end of round 12, the 12-13 turn. Jake, who are you taking? Um, pretty much n- n- hands off the running backs at this point. Tariq Cohen, Kenny Gainwell, Tevin Coleman. Uh, even the wide receivers, there's not a ton of upside left. McCole Hardman, Russell Gage, Cole Beasley. I like Rondell Moore. Uh, I'm going to do something a little different here. I'm going to take Hunter Henry. I already have, um, I already have TJ Hawkinson as my starting tight end. But realistically, and correct me if I'm wrong, if there's any objections here, but doesn't Hunter Henry kind of have an outside chance to lead the team in targets? Is that a possibility? Or am I, I would going, agree. No, yeah, I, you, okay, I'll take that. I mean, it's it's got to be some combination of either Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, or uh, Nelson Aguilar. And I think the, the odds of Henry go up significantly if Mac Jones takes over sooner rather than later. So I think that's a fine selection. Very good. Well, then there let we me go. see if I can uh, double down here on the good selections or just change your mind overall. Uh, like I said before, Kyle, I like this guy a lot. I think he's got a chance to be the number two receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. A solid chance, right? Rondell Moore. Uh, he put out ridiculous baller numbers in his, his freshman year at Purdue. The guy is a freak athlete, and I don't think he gets mentioned enough as one of the better uh, wide receivers in this class. It, it, I think it was a killer pick by the Cardinals. Um, it, it should be a nice compliment to New Hopkins in that offense, and it's it's good for Kyler. Uh, I, I love Rondell Moore for Dynasty, and I think that he will be, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be early serviceable for redraft, but I think at one point or another, he's going to be a playable option uh, and, and probably one that's going to have more than one splash week. Uh, I like Rondell Moore a lot. Big play guy. I hope you're right. Uh, I've got a few spots. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. 
I want somebody to finally emerge in that damn offense. We've been chasing all sorts of names over the years, and it has not panned out. I finally uh, emptied some Andy Isabella uh, shares off of some taxis or you know shallower dynasty things. I'm like, this guy is just a pain in my ass. So I'm hoping Rondell Moore is hopefully not the next Andy Isabella, but uh, I dig the pick here even in redraft late. Um, all right, uh, round 13. This guy will probably go earlier because people will get ridiculous, but if he is sitting here in round 13, I don't mind just taking a shot and praying to God that Jameis Winston's eating dubs. Uh, Traquan Smith, um, we'll just see. <laughs> no, there, there ain't no other there ain't no other positive to really to know here if he's around 13 he's worth a shot go i love the reasoning that like traquan smith nah. <laughs> i'm gonna go with it all right memphis all right well I'm, I'm gonna go with a guy who no i know he's getting a new offensive coordinator but his team last year passed the ball 670 times in a 16 game season and that is russell gage so i mean we, we all love Calvin Ridley. We all love Kyle Pitts. Let's say they get 10 targets a game each. That's only 340. That still leaves like 330 left to go around to everyone else not named Calvin Ridley or Kyle Pitts. So a big upside play here in the 13th. All right. I, I dig it. That was the other guy I was debating as well. I probably should have just gone gauge and hoped to play that ADP game to see if Trayvon made it again. Um, I would like but, uh, him more. I would like him more if it was full PPR, but yeah. you know, you're taking your shots in the 13th round. Shot, yes. shot, shot, shot. shot. 800 yards for Russell Gage last season. Not half bad. Over 100 targets last year. It's probably going to happen again. I mean, so to get him here, why not just take a take a shot? I mean, seat. N- not to wish ill on the Mike Davis owner, but if if Mike Davis goes down, w- what is the backbone of this offense? JV I mean, and Hawkins, baby. It, it's it's <laughs> JV and Hawkins. It's it's Russell Gage. Oh, Daryl. Speaking of JV and Hawkins, Dallas, talk to us about JV and. Yeah, I mean, he was queued up for me. Um, if God forbid something happens to Mike Davis. Um, that's the guy I think that wins the job. Um, I did a pretty deep dive on one of the rookie episodes on JVN Hawkins. It was actually that Kenny Gainwell episode. And the dude produced. He put up 2,400 yards rushing over the last two years. And he, in his collegiate career, put up 27 touchdowns. So he's just an all-out producer. He's a smaller back. He's got kind of a James White build to him. Um, but in Dynasty, he's very intriguing to me. Um, I did get sniped once again by Stacy for about the fourth or fifth round out of the first uh, 13 <laughs> here with Brian Edwards. I was going to go with upside with the analytic darling from last year, but I uh, pivoted to my secondly queued person. And now I'm full tilt, um, not positive as to who I'm going to go, but I'll just lean into my whole rookie spiel here and go with the guy that I think has a pretty strong possibility to lead the league as a rookie in touchdowns in a similar way that what we saw with Chase Claypool last year and Terrace Marshall. Um, You guys took roulettes earlier in this draft with the Sam Darnold potential in Carolina, and I will take the potential rather um, rather than going for the target share, I'll go for the red zone target share and a guy like Terrace Marshall. All right, I dig it, and he's uh, the the rookies are are usually get hyped up. I I was surprised to see him still there uh, for redraft. It's tough. I hope he hits right away because that would be awesome. Because I know for dynasty, people were probably lucky to get him at a pretty decent value. Um, I saw him dropping a little further than I would expected, so uh, I still like the shot. See how it pans out this year. Stacy's sitting here at the end. Uh, we got just two more picks each. We'll make this quick. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, th- it gets ugly. So definitely make sure when you're coming to your drafts, just uh, have some names you like for this year that you want to target towards the end because this is when you start having to steer away from ADP for sure because the names at the top are probably not the ones that you want to be taking. So uh, Stacy's on the clock. Memphis, what are you what are you looking at here to just wrap up your team here? The, just with the last two picks. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I want I want some big upside plays. Um, he took Amon Ross St. Brown was certainly on my board. Uh, I'm actually going to go Austin Hooper. I'll go ahead and click the button so that you can start preparing yours. I mean, we're talking about a guy who in two seasons in Atlanta had 71 and 75 receptions. And I know he didn't set the world on fire last year. He only had 46 receptions. But I, I, I do think that you have to give a bit of that, that COVID discount. He didn't get a, a full off season with Baker. And if I told you he was second in this team in targets this year behind Jarvis Landry, would you be stunned? So he played 78% of their offensive snaps in the games that he played last year. He's on the field a lot. If you look at his hog rate on player profiler, he runs a lot of routes when he is on the field. So I like the upside of an Austin Hooper. You're talking about hog rate. I see I, that smile. I, I'm immature as hey now. <laughs> I can't. I hey can't. <laughs> Um, uh, this was the this was the round of the Detroit Lions wide receivers. Amon Ra comes off, then a little Hooper sandwich between my pick, Tyrell Williams, buying that scratch off ticket. That ain't even a dollar scratch off ticket. That's like I I threw a dime on the counter and the guy pulled one out of the trash can. It's like this has already got scratched off. But if you want to look at it, uh, and then Brashard Perriman right after that. So bang, Jake's uh, for his final two picks, fourteen fifteen turn to take us home. Who are you adding to the end of the uh, Jake Rip squad? Talent is scarce, man. Talent is scarce. Um, I already took a freaking. I took a backup tight end. I'm gonna take a. Uh, I'm gonna take a backup quarterback here. A guy that you've talked about that you like as a starter. I like him as a starter too. Uh, and one quarterback leaves leagues. If you're trying to uh, wait on quarterback, that's Daniel Jones. Uh, a little bit of rushing upside. I love the fact that they have uh, Kenny Galladay in that offense now. And I think that offense is gonna be clicking. A healthy Saquon Barkley, presumably. Catching passes out of that backfield, um, I'm all about it. If uh, if things don't shake out with Tannehill, I'm very happy with Daniel Jones. Ah, uh, boy, coming back here, Jesus! I don't even know. Um, I'm shooting for upside here. I guarantee you, in in most, if not all, of my redraft leagues this this year, uh, my my second to last and or last pick are gonna be rookies. I just want to pick a guy that I think might blow up. Uh, oh boy. And that guy's going to be close my eyes, take my pick right here. I'm going to go with Nico Collins. Um, I, I missed him. Nico Collins. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if on the off chance and it's looking like a super off chance at this point, Deshaun Watson stays in Houston, then I, I like that pick a lot. Um, uh, but there's a very good chance that, uh, Nico Collins ends up being the first guy I cut. It's my last pick, uh, cut me some slack and, uh, Kyle, I think you're going to be up next. Yep, and uh, usually, even with Justin Fields, knowing that he might not start week one, I'm not always in a hurry just to get my starter for week one. You can usually wait. There's guys out there you can stream. There's some solid streaming options. So, But for this exercise, I will just go ahead and take the quarterback that I will start my season with. Um, he has two great matchups, uh, one against a team that he's going to be in a boat race with week one against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then uh, in week two, the primo matchup against the worst team in all of football at home against the Houston Texans. And he was kind enough to join us on this very show. Baker Mayfield uh, could get off to a nice start to pivot me right to uh, Justin Fields to just bring me home down the stretch. So I'll take Baker here in round 15. 
I want to give a shout out to Mike. He took Jalen Hurts. He got Hurts way late. It looks like, what was that, the eighth round? You know, a lot of this news about Deshaun Watson getting traded to Philly has really taken some steam off of his uh, hype train. But I'm going to go with a guy who could play a very similar role and to get him in the last round and stack him with Adam Troutman is going to be Taysom Hill. I don't believe Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback of this team. So I'm going to go ahead and get Taysom Hill. If, if, if I'm wrong, I'll just you know cut him and pick up someone else. It's the last round. I'm looking for upside if he hits. And he has that, that Konami code as well. Man, I, I'm in there. So, Mr. Hill. All right, Dallas, last pick. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, it's, not, it's not really normal that you typically get a wide receiver two on a team this late. Um, specifically a veteran wide receiver two on a team um, on one of the highest passing volume teams in the league last year. I'm going to go ahead and take Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis went, I think, to what, two rounds earlier than this. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has the wide receiver two job right now, according to all the reports out of camp. Um, he's extremely consistent if he has an offseason to actually learn it. Um, it took him a little bit of time to get up to speed with Drew Brees last year, but when he did, he had a pretty consistent run for a couple of games. Um, again, the last pick in the Draft really doesn't matter that much, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guy who I know has a role on the offense and who was brought in basically to replace what John Brown left. Yeah, I like it. He was in consideration for me. I already, I probably had the the very similar player in T.Y. Hill and I took four rounds earlier. So thanks for making me feel like shit. Um, just, <laughs> not just kidding. Great selection. Um, all right, we'll go around the room. We went a little bit long here, but this is a great strategy. This was a great exercise to see, especially once you get towards the end here on, kind of what you're looking at, what you're staring down, and where you have to kind of pivot a bit. So we'll go around the room one more time. Just give me your quick thoughts on your team, and uh, and then we'll get out of here. So, Jake, we'll start with you because you had the 101. Uh, what was your thoughts on how this one panned out? I, I don't love it. I'll admit I got a little cocky there with Christian McCaffrey as the first pick. You have a guy that's like the, the undisputed 101. You know he's going to get insane volume. He's going to catch passes. Uh, and that in the back of my head just kind of let me think like, okay, I can drop another round and another round and another round to get to running back. And uh, I'm less than comfortable with the Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon stack. Um, it could play out. It could work out fantastically, you know, in the off chance that one of those guys goes down and the other guy becomes uh, the, the RB one in that San Francisco offense. Then I love my team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, I love the Mike Williams, Antonio Brown late, Ryan Tannehill. Pretty much everything after that Trey Sermon pick, I I, I love it. Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, Tannehill, Lindsey, uh, Hunter Henry, Rondell Moore, Daniel Jones, and Nico Collins. Um, not a ton of complaints, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, very uneasy about that 6-7 turn. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about your team, man? <laughs> Taking Darren Waller in the third round was an experiment. It was definitely worth doing. If you you got it, if you're even considering tight end in the first three rounds, you have to do some mock drafts and see how the rest of your team pans out. And if you don't like where the, your other positions end up, then you've made the decision that you will be taking the double digit tight end. Um, that's usually the camp that I'm in. Um, so to get Waller here, though, I don't hate it. I like Cup, Chase, and Juju as as my three wide receivers in four, five, and six. It definitely helped that I got Robinson and Carter after that in seven and eight. Um, that made it a little less painful, um, but uh, it's just hard because I'm kind of you're, I'm so trained to like not even to almost ignore the tight end when I'm looking at a roster. So when uh, you look at it and you're like, ah, what am I missing something here? And yeah, it's because it's Darren Waller in round three. 
overall, I think this team's okay. I'm not super happy with it. When you play with good people, you get sniped a lot. That happened here with the with uh, these guys and a few other of our Patreon members joining us. But uh, overall, I, I I think it's okay. I could probably start and and uh, and potentially win with this team, but gonna need a little bit of help. Wasn't my uh, a slam dunk squad. Um, so Memphis, what were you thinking? You're picking just right behind me. Um, how'd this one pan out for you? Any takeaways? Uh, Lord, let me be in the middle and hammer those running backs. Because I, I do, um, whenever I do a dynasty or any startup and you know you get to pick your whatever selection, I'm always looking to be five, six, seven. I don't like those huge gaps like Jake had where he had to wait 24 picks at a time. Even if you get a pick two, there's just such a huge run on certain positions. And I didn't I didn't draft another running back after the ninth round, but I still have five running backs that I'm really excited to leave this draft with. I know where I'm getting my points. I will say uh, I'm going to need some help at wide receiver if Ayuk or Pittman don't pan out, but I've got the ammunition in the running back group to go get a, a wide receiver because if, cause if you know Kyle, you've got good running backs as well, but if I go to Jake, I think we could probably work out some kind of deal where he walks away with Chris Carson and I walk away with Keenan Allen and, and maybe we, we have to work something out. But yeah, just, I, wouldn't, just, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that, but <laughs> yeah. Well I, I I wouldn't either because you would not get him that cheap. But that's neither neither here nor there. But but I, I like the I like the value on, on the back end. Those middle rounds are really tough. If if you can if you can get comfortable being uncomfortable in rounds six through nine then you're going to be slamming and stacking value because you're listening to the fantasy football smackdown. You're going to know who to scoop late. You know where to get the points. Um, but yeah, just get comfortable being uncomfortable in round six through nine. Hey now, can I can I get one one, one last? Hey now, hey, hey now, <laughs> and uh, you you get comfortable in the old six to nine range and you'll be good. What about you, Dallas, aka Baker Baker Mayfield? Well, that's Dallas. Yeah, big. Uh... <laughs> Baker uh, tagging in. Yeah, so as Kyle kind of alluded to it, um, tight end is not something I typically take early. Um, and I think if you are going to take Travis Kelsey, you need to be very careful as to what your draft position is when you take Travis Kelsey. Um, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, And the fact that I could have left the first two rounds with Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson and then come back and gotten Kittle in the third round really grinds my gears looking back at my roster. But overall, um, I think I'm really solid at wide receiver um, running back pending injuries as it is every year. I think I'm pretty much just vanilla looking at 10 points a game from all of my running backs with the occasional blow up week. Um, but I like my overall depth. My quarterback upside is pretty nice, but yeah, I would have much rather preferred and will be doing a early running back load up with all the wide receiver depth just because looking at my seven through nine being able to get judy cooks and the upside of elijah moore as my wide receiver three four five is insane so um pound the running backs early i'm right with memphis there you go and I, this was a this was a lot of fun boys appreciate you joining us everybody that checked us out on youtube thank you so much uh for our patrons that join us in the mock uh draft room uh, really do appreciate it. it's always good to have a little extra human element to this thing and not just purely off the algorithm so uh for memphis dallas jake and myself appreciate you tuning into the smackdown more to come on the network this week and more from the smackdown next week as we kick it off with two shows quarterback preview on monday quick hitting so come back for that and then our live show next wednesday night the first week in august so we'll catch you guys later you guys take it easy <laughs>